Father, we ask and we say there is illumination. The highest of our understanding is enlightening. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart can behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified as we are edified. Amen. 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 No, it not sound like you mean it. Amen. All right, supernatural boldness. Let's study that this evening. Supernatural boldness. Philemon 1 verse 6. Supernatural boldness. As a local church, we are working in a season of a wild harvest by the Spirit of God. Wild demonstrations of the power of God's Spirit. So it's important for us to study what supernatural boldness is all about. A lot of believers are very timid and very scared. Philemon 1 verse 6. Let's study that. Philemon 1 verse 6. We'll look at the scriptures and uh, we'll agree on certain things this evening. Amen. Amen. Philemon 1 verse 6, it says, That the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in us in Christ Jesus. It now says, Acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So it says that the communication of your faith may become effectual. You've not opened to the place. You don't know where it, you don't know where it is. <laughs> all right is this that that's the um communication right is that what it says of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in christ jesus so that means there is a good thing in you in christ that a believer needs to acknowledge every believer needs to acknowledge the good thing that is in them in christ jesus don't forget we're studying what are we studying again supernatural boldness good so we need to make distinctions of what we have naturally and supernaturally every believer needs to come to that place where we need to make that distinction of what we have naturally and supernaturally in the natural now every one of you have a barrel have a pen have a book some of you have a car some of i mean 90 percent of us here we definitely have a car some of you will have um, things in the natural, a phone, um, um, different things in the natural that you have, different things. But you also need to make a distinction of what you have supernaturally. Right now, some of you have a clothes, right? You're not naked, right? You have um, different things. You have a phone, some of you have a game, PS. I imagine some of you are still using that same PS to play with Ronaldo. God punish some of you, and some people are Chelsea. God punish you, all the Chelsea fans here. Let me see it. I'll punish you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Especially this one, God punish him more. This Abraham, God punish him more. Amen. All right. So, uh, so if you are coming next time, don't wear blue because it affects my ministration in the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, uh, I don't like Chelsea people. I don't like them. I feel like they are they are devils and. I feel like they must be cast into the lake of fire. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. How many Manchester United fans do I have here? <laughs> no Manchester United fan? All right, let's go. I'm, I'm, do I'm done. I'm done with service. No Manchester United fan? Wow. Okay. What of Messi? What of Messi fans? Messi fans? Messi? Messi fans? Just two? How many Ronaldo fans? Oh, let's go home. All right. let's, I, I <laughs> okay, let's continue. So we need to make distinctions of what we have naturally and supernaturally. 
So when you see Paul pray about something, so Paul was making a prayer here. Look at it in verse 4 of that Philemon 1 verse 4. It says, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayer. So what was he praying about for them? In verse 6, he says, that the communication of thy faith. Let me not skip verse 5, so you don't be thinking I'm making a mistake. So it's just like saying, making mention of you always in my prayers. In verse 5, he now says, hearing of your love, that is, he has heard about this, hearing of your love, your faith, which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus, and towards all the saints. Just like saying, how this evil boy called Abraham now loves Chelsea, loves um, people and i'm still praying for them praying for him love ronaldo i don't know how this kind of person will be with me and be loving those kind of devils like that but i mean jesus accommodates everybody i mean you know anyway so it says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in christ so that means there is a good thing in you in christ jesus right 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 so that means there is something in you right now that is beyond the ordinary there is something in you right now that is beyond what the eyes can see what an extreme machine can pick there is something supernatural about you right now so that's why i said a believer needs to make a distinction between the natural and the supernatural so when you see paul pray about something oh boy you gotta pray so you have to pray so in Joshua 1, look at Joshua 1. Let's get there quickly. Joshua 1. Let's, let's see something there. In Joshua 1. Joshua 1. Joshua is after the first five books. Joshua 1 verse 1. Let's start. Let's read it from there. Are we there? All right. It says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nom, Moses minister saying, Moses my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all those people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. In verse 3, Every place that the sole of thy foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses. In verse 4, From the wilderness and the Lebanon, unto the great river, and unto the great river, the river of Ephrates, and the land of Ethethites, and the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be their coast. Verse 5, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Now he was talking to, Moses, to Joshua and he says, As I was with Moses, I will be with thee. I will not fail thee. Look at the Lord telling Joshua now. He says, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Look at what the Lord told him in verse 6. He now says, Be strong and of good courage so he says be strong and be courageous so there are things and i want to tell you something today and i'm sure it's going to bless you there are things the lord won't do for you because you have to be strong there are things the lord is just going to tell you but it's just like saying there is a bible in front of you and i say open your bibles to joshua one hope you know the lord is not going to open the bible for you right you are going to open the Bible yourself. So that shows you have to be strong, right? You have to be courageous. So a believer must be strong. A believer must be courageous. So God gives his words and God gives his promise. But it's left for you to act on God's promise. How many of you know that there are things that the Lord has told you to do? How many of you, how many of you, you, you sense in your heart certain things the Lord has told you to do? Let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. See, the, those things are not going to come to pass on his own. 
you are going to be the one to take a step to do what God has told you to do. So if they say, it's just like saying, if you want to pass your exams, right, you're not going to keep praying that you want to pass your exams. You're going to read, right? If you want to get um, good money, you're going to go work, right? You're going to trust God for a job. And in trusting God for a job, you're going to apply, right? You're going to take the step, go for interviews. Then when you get the job, you're going to get the money you're praying about, right? Right, guys? Am I talking? Yeah, cool. So God doesn't just act without human cooperation. He doesn't just act without human cooperation. You have to act on the word. Say, I can act on God's word. You're not saying it like you mean it. I can act on God's word. So he gave his word and he said, be strong. He said, as I was with Joshua, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail thee. So now Joshua can walk on the, right, on the wings of God saying he is not going to fail him, right? Joshua is going to act with the confidence that whatever I'm going to do, God is not going to fail me, right? But does that mean that Joshua is going to be sleeping every morning? No. He's going to rise up to a fax. He's going to take up some responsibilities. And he's going to do that. So he gave his word and he said, be strong. Gloria Pant once said, he said, we are waiting on God when many a times God is waiting on us. I'll say it again. We are waiting on God when many a times God is waiting on us. So that shows many of the things that God has told you, prophecies the Lord has told you, even when you are young, that the Lord has, you, your parents has told you this is what you're going to become. They've prayed, they've taken you to prophets and so on and so forth. And they said this about you, they said this about you. It's not going to come to pass till you make it come to pass. You are going to have to act on God's word. You are not going to keep saying, Sera, Sera, what we be, we be. It will just go this way. So that shows if you want to serve God, you are going to make the determination to serve God. Stop waiting and saying, oh, I, I need a special thing. I need something to make me pray. I need something to make me study. The just pick up your message and listen. Just pick up your Bible and read. Just kneel down. Just open your mouth and pray. God is not waiting. God, we are waiting on God when many a times God is waiting on us. So we have to act on the word. Say, I can act on the word. You're not saying like you mean it. I can act on the word. Look at Third John verse 2. I'm still trying to build up some gradually. But don't forget we're studying what again? Supernatural, Supernatural boldness. Good. All right. Third John verse 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So John was telling, um, John was writing to the heather of the church Gaius, and he was saying, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper, even as thy soul prospereth. The word prosper there is from the Greek word eu, though, just don't worry. The word eu means well, that you do well. And this is not talking about physical prosperity, because it just means you would make spiritual progress in this place, that you will make a spiritual progress. And it says that you will be in good health. I have a teaching on healing. I explained this there. You should listen to it. Now it says that you will be in good health. You know. It means physical wellness. You guys know in the Greek, it means physical wellness. It was used in Luke 5 verse 31, Luke 7 verse 10, Luke 15 verse 27. You can put that down for your, for your reference. Luke 5 verse 31, Luke 7 verse 10, Luke 15 verse 27. You can even see it in 1 Timothy 1 verse 10. Ugaino means sound. 2 
Timothy 1.13, 2 Timothy 4.13, Titus 1.9, Titus 1.13, Titus 2.2. So just, just uh, that way. So now, the prayer of John for Gaius is that he will be a sound believer. The summary of that text is that the prayer of John for Gaius is that he is going to be a sound believer. He's not talking about a physical awareness. He's not talking about a physical prosperity, but he's going to be a sound believer. So there is a difference, a huge difference between what you have mentally right now and what you are spiritually. Now, you can say mentally now, you are good, right? There's Thanksgiving there happening, you're eating turkey, you're feeling good, you're making money, you have a car, you, you have a good job, they give you vacation or they give you a half day, that's why you're here today, you know, you, you're feeling good naturally. There's a good difference between that natural feeling and the spiritual feeling. But spiritually, you know, you've not prayed in a long time. That shows something is wrong with you. You've not fed on the word in a long time. That shows something is wrong. That shows your health spiritually is weak, right? Now, right now, everybody's healed, sound, healthy, right? If there's anybody sick, we're going to lay hands on you and going to be healed, right? Is there anybody sick? Nobody, right? Cool. All right. So now, if you, are, if, if you had a problem now physically, probably you might not even be here. <laughs> now, but everybody's whole. Everybody's okay. So that doesn't mean that's how you are spiritually. Remember I started, I said that there is a way you can see, there's a distinction, there's a distinction on how we are naturally and supernatural. Let me if you remember what I said. So that means there is a distinction. So now Paul, uh, John, not Paul now, was praying for Gaius in this text and saying that he will be above, as in, that he's so prosperous that he may be in sound health. That is health will prosper. That means spiritually he is going to be okay. So that shows that Gaius might look like a comfortable believer, but spiritually he is not. You know, you can see people today, they are good. They can pretend, you know, they are very good. They, 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 they dress nicely. They, they, they walk well. They, they, they do all of those things. But deep down, they don't have any fire. They don't have anything with them. They don't. They can't. They can't even. They can't even cast out the devil. They can't even. They can't even heal the sick. They just. They're just there. They're just very cold. You know, that is not how you should be spiritually. You should. You should be somebody who looks good on the inside. There's something I thought my church, uh, church in New York. I told them. I said you should be those Christians. I said who can. You look good as a woman, uh, because we have some of the ladies there with us. You have to look good as a woman. And imagine with looking good as a woman, do all your makeup, you know, make your hair look fleek. But uh, at home, you can cast out devils. When you want to pray, you don't look good. How about that? When you want to pray, you remove the wig, and it's just you and God. How about that? But after you finish prayer, you adjust back. You know, many times when we have prayer meeting in church, you see fine women outside, and most people come inside the church and they're wondering, is this the person they saw? <laughs> is this the person they saw outside? When they see their child, ah, yeah, yeah, ah, ah. They see people carry themselves like this. And they would not be wondering, no, this is a disgrace. And after the service, you just see them, hi, brother, how are you doing? You look so good. How about that? How about that? You know? 
We can have all of those homiletics, all of those good feeling, you know. We have all the beard gangs, you know. We have all the, all the things. But, oh my God, we cast out devils here. We pray in thongs, right? We heal the sick. Are you getting what I'm saying? How about that? Hallelujah. Yes, How about that? Yes, you look good. Everybody sees you at work and they're just looking at you like, uh, this one doesn't even know what it's doing. This, they're just looking at you. And you just give them a word of knowledge. Is there somebody like this in your family? Like, How did you know? How about that? Hallelujah. How about that? How about that? So you look good spiritually. You look good physically. That's good, right? So that shows we can balance both together. We can. So John was praying for Gaius that he sounds spiritually. Ephesians 1 verse 15 to 17. Ephesians 1 verse 15 to 17. Paul was praying a prayer for the church. I'm still trying to build a foundation. So follow me carefully. <laughs> Some of you that know I teach, you should know that we don't rush, right? Uh, take our time. Ephesians 1 verse 15 to 17. We're going to get there very soon. It says that... We can start from verse 16. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you will know the hope of his calling, the riches of his glory, and the heirs of the saints. In our sense, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what, uh, according to, uh, towards what, according, um, towards what who believe according to the working of his mighty power. So he says that he will give unto us the spirit of wisdom. What does wisdom mean? In the Greek, it means Sophia. S-O-P-H-I-A. Sophia in the Greek. It means intelligence, like a skew. So something that becomes an advantage for you. An intelligence, like a skew. Something that becomes an advantage for you. He says he will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Knowledge is the Greek word epignosis. Now, why am I using the Greek? The New Testament was written in Greek and the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. So that shows that in the translation, so now I'm Yoruba, right? There's not every word you can, let, let, you can bring out from Yoruba and it will come out in English accurately. How many of you believe that? How many of you understand what I'm saying? That is not everything you can really, really translate. You have to go back to the Yoruba and explain it very well. Now, you know that I bear Ayomide now. You know that Ayomide now in Yoruba is bigger than what we, is bigger than my joy has come. It is just a literal sense. Hope you know. How many of you know? Okay, let's use, let me use, let me use one. There's, there's one, Oyi Kosola. Who bears that name here? Oyi Kosola. Who has that name? Nobody? All right. That the English means only drips into world. But does that sound does that sound like it in Yoruba? <laughs> if you check Google, I actually checked Google a couple of weeks ago. I, I was I was having a conversation with someone and I checked Google on that name a couple of weeks ago. And I found out that Google just said only drips into world. That does not only <laughs> consola does not in in the Yoruba meaning, that's not what it means. Only drips into it. The English is too big for that Yoruba name. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So that's what we do also in Bible study. We go back to the words in the original and find out the meaning well. Does that make sense? English is about English is not up to a thousand years. And it can explain the scriptures that was not written 
in English. So we have to go back to the originals to find out what the scripture is properly saying about it. Does it make sense to everybody? If it makes sense, let me see your hands. All right, cool. All right, good. So that's why I'm using Greek words. So it says knowledge, epignosis. So the Greek word for knowledge is epignosis. It means a definite and certain fact about God. A definite and certain fact about God. A lot of people have false informations about God. You see some people on campus, how I many of you have encountered them? God the Father, God the Mother. I don't know if you have encountered those stupid people. I feel like they are the most confused people on earth. They'll tell you, let us. They say the they say the us means is the bridemaid. Ah ah. Ah. They say is the is the groomsman. Ah. Ah. Ah ah. They say God the Father, God the Mother. And they are very so and you know, when I remember a day I engaged one of them. By the time I finished with it. He said, can we have this conversation later? I said, no, we are continuing. It should be you have time. I said, I have time too. I said, you will show me today. So he started showing me. I said, and I started explaining it for you very well. He was not seeing it. He said, ah, ah. I said, he said, I will come. Let's, let's reschedule him. I said, no, we cannot reschedule. Let's finish it. Let's finish it. Maybe we want to go and preach to another person. Stay with me. At least convert me first before, <laughs> before you finish another person. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So these guys are very confused. Very, very confused. You just have to know what you are saying and you deal with them. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's very confused. So now, so it means, so some people have false information about God. So Paul is praying in this Ephesians 1 for us that you. Your eyes of understanding is enlightened. That is, there is an epignosis. There is a specific that you will know. So that you will know God in his truest form. That you will understand the scriptures in his light. So, so Ephesus, and now, do you know that Ephesus, we have intelligent people, right? There will be professors there. There will obviously be professors in that church, right? Just like some of you have a guy who studies mass. I don't know who, who decides to do mass as a bachelor's, who decides to do mass as a as, as master's and is trying to do mass as PhD. I feel like that's the height of wickedness. Why would you decide to just be, and is it just me, but all the mass teachers are wicked? Uh, you've not seen him teach mass. <laughs> is it just me? But well, let's we'll have that conversation later. Ah, good for you, good for you. The one I had, the reason why I did not go to science class was there was a man called Mr. Ekong, and I'm not shy to. This is recorded, and he's going to. They're going to listen to this. I don't care. But he would come to class like this. It was our physics teacher then. Come to class and look. So we used to sit at the back, like where that brother is sitting. So you just look and look like those people at the back are always on serious. You just pick us one, one, one. You, 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 stand up. Come to the board. You just give us an equation. And you know, example is always different from solve this. <laughs> example is easier. Solve this is another dimension entirely. So you just give us solve this. Ah, so I remember one time I stood at the board like this. Ah. <laughs> my life. I looked at my life. I looked at everybody. <laughs> Even the people in the class did not come. You know when you are looking at you are trying to half a guy show me the way. <laughs> you are looking at the one you are asking it. Everybody in the class say, ah, oh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know it too. <laughs> but are you dumb? Ah, I just know the man. I just dropped the shot. Kill me. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know it. Touch your toe. Touch. Almost that's how I let out to rejoice. Uh, 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 you just give us one. If you touch it, you start again. You touch your toe, you do, ah, go with God. 
Hallelujah. So, all right. So, now, there, so back to what I'm saying, right? There, so, there are knowledgeable people in the Church of Ephesus, professors, all of those people. And, but, Paul is not praying that their eyes of understanding is open to their natural knowledge. No. He's praying that their eyes of understanding is open to the spiritual. Remember what I've been saying, what I've been building. There is a natural knowledge, right? And a supernatural knowledge, right? So that means there is a natural self. You are looking good in the natural, right? But there is also another part of you spiritually, right? Where you study, where you pray, you cast out demons, you speak with tongues, right? So there's another side of you. There is also let, me also, let me also take it to this place. There is also a natural ambition and a supernatural ambition. A natural ambition would be you want to make money. I want to have Tesla. Praise God. I trust God for that. Hallelujah. Stop looking at me like, oh, this guy is looking nah, you Don't you want car? Don't you want good car? Yeah. I want Benz too. I want, ah, you know C-Class? Have you seen C-Class before? The latest one? Oh my God. <laughs> so there's a natural knowledge. There's a guy who woke up one morning, Mark Zubaba has formed Facebook, right? He, that was his ambition, natural ambition. But there is a supernatural ambition. A supernatural ambition would mean I want to get 100 people saved. Hallelujah. You know, supernatural ambition will be, I want to pray in tongues for quite some hours. That's an ambition. Supernatural ambition will mean I want to heal the sick. So that means there is the natural and there is the supernatural. Does that make sense? So now, so Paul was praying this prayer in Ephesians 1 verse 16 and saying that the eyes of your understanding, that is epignosis, is specific, that you will know. And he was not talking about natural things. He was talking about supernatural things. Look at Philippians 1 verse 9. Let's see another prayer of Paul there. Philippians 1 verse 9. Philippians 4 verse 9. Philippians 1 verse 9, sorry, not 4 verse 9. Philippians 1 verse 9. Philippians 1 verse 9. It says... And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. So that this love is not self-motivated. It is not about feeling. He is praying that your love will abound in exact knowledge. Remember we said knowledge is epignosis, right? A specific kind of knowledge about God, about the scriptures, right? So that means if I see an unbeliever doing nice things, the love of God is not in it. Uh, somebody say, wow, yeah, because he doesn't have the right knowledge about God. He's not born again. He's not saved. He can't have the love of God shed abroad in his heart. So a believer who is doing, an unbeliever who is doing philanthropy work is just wasting his time. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's not born again. The love of God is not shed abroad in his heart. It's just, that's why they do cameras. They're just holding cameras. They're showing, just, just want to show you that say, oh, we, are, we, are giving the, we are giving to the less privileged. And the less privileged will be looking like, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, sometimes me, I, I wish I'm the less privileged. <laughs> you come and be giving me two. <laughs> At least I'm born again. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right. So, so if I see an unbeliever doing nice things and all of those things, so, you know, so we, we, we have to have a specific knowledge about God. So what does this prayer do? Paul's prayer is for the, it makes the believer have the capacity to become effective. I'll say it again. Paul's prayer has the capacity to make the believer become effective. 
So when you pray those prayers, when you pray the Pauline prayers, the Ephesians 1 prayer, the Philippians 1 prayer, the Colossians 1 prayer, we have a pamphlet there, you can lay your hands on it, the Pauline prayers. When you pray those prayers, it makes the believers have effectiveness. It makes them have capacity. So prayer makes this ability available for you. It makes you function in the love of God. He says, I pray that your love may abound yet more and more. In Ephesians 1, it says, I pray that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened. So it makes every believer, so every believer should be clever spiritually. You see in Colossians 1, Colossians 1 verse 9, Colossians 1 verse 9, you see another prayer there. Am I too fast? I don't think so. All right, it says, for this cause, we also since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. This is another prayer there. It says, you'll be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So that shows you have, you are clever spiritually. So that shows that you have the capacity to function in spiritual realities. You have the capacity. So whatever Paul is praying is about your ability. So you can be spiritually intelligent. Say I am spiritually intelligent. You're not saying it like you mean it. So you are spiritually intelligent. So, but you need to expose yourself to spiritual realities. You need to expose yourself to spiritual realities. You have to find out who you are in Christ. You have to pray the Pauline prayers. You have to feed a lot on messages. And you don't, you will not mentally ascend to it because as a believer, there's a way you can mentally ascend to the world. You don't say, oh, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Okay, yes. But do you believe it? Do you know it? Have you see, are you convinced about those things? So, as a believer, we have the responsibility to act on the word. Now, so that means this Bible has been given to us, right? You have the responsibilities to open it, right? You have the responsibilities to pray the prayer in there, right? You have the responsibility to listen to materials that will help you grow, right? So, you have that responsibility as a believer to act on the word. Does it make sense now? Does it make sense? So that shows when you pick your Bibles, you are trying to act on the word, right? Once you are praying the prayer, you are acting on the word, right? Once you are doing what the word says, like going for outreaches, praying in tongues, right? You are doing what the word says you can. You are acting on the word. Say, I can act on God's word. You're not saying it like you mean it. I can act on God's word. So... We have the responsibility to act on God's word. So Philemon 1 verse 6. Let's go back there. That's where we started from. Philemon 1 verse 6. It says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in us in Christ. So you have to pray that a lot for yourself. You have to. And that word fellowship there, you see that in Acts 2 verse 42, they continued together in one accord in fellowship. So once you see a believer whose fellowship is not effective, something is wrong. You see a believer missing church service, something is wrong. You see a believer not, is not happy to be among believers. Something is wrong. He says that the fellowship of our faith, the communication, the word communication is the Greek word koinonia. It says the fellowship of our faith may become effective by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in us in Christ Jesus. So when we acknowledge who we are in Christ, when we acknowledge the things that God has done in Christ Jesus for us, 
when we take hold and take responsibility of what Christ has done in us, it breeds fellowship. We want to talk with believers. We want to be around believers. We want to pray with believers. We want to study with believers. We want to do what believers are doing. We want to go on outreaches. We want to, we want to enjoy one another's company. Be when you find that missing with you, something is wrong. It shows you are not acting on the word. It shows you are not feeding on the word. It shows something is missing somewhere. And I trust God that tonight, everything will be restored. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So, so, when you find that fellowship is the word koinonia, I said that already. So, fellowship means what is common, what is available, what is vast. I want to check, I want to see, I want us to see something in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14. Are we there? It says, Be ye, look at what it says. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with what? You're not, you're not seeing it. I'll wait for you. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for you. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. Not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship as righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion as what? Light with darkness. So once you find yourself clinging much more as a born again Christian to an unbeliever, finding yourself wanting to do things that unbeliever does, something is missing. Something is wrong somewhere. That means what is available in Christ, you have not tapped into it. Are you seeing it? So, is it God's fault? Is it God's fault? You remember where we started from? We said it, the believer has responsibility, right? To act on the word, right? Guys, right? So, that shows as a believer, you have to act on the word. Say, I can act on the word. You're not saying it like you mean it. Oh, you can act on the word. So what is common to the faith is spiritual realities. Spiritual realities. Spiritual realities. So you don't have to be... So that shows a believer can be on fire 100% every day. You don't have to be one, one day weak, one day up, one day down. No, you can be up all the time. Say, I can be up all the time. So you, you can have fire all the time. You don't have to get cold. You don't have to. So that means when you are getting cold, you come together with believers, right? Yeah. You stir up yourself that the communication of your faith may become effectual. So that shows if you are going weak, you can't pray alone. You get together with a believer. Hey, brother, I'm getting weak. Can you help me out? Right? Can we do that? So is that us taking hold of what we have in Christ? So that shows when I cannot fast, when I cannot preach, I, I come to you, hey, brother, come to me. I, I need help. Can, can we do this together? I'm struggling with my prayer life. I'm struggling with my Christian life. So, but, when you, but you know what the devil does? He keeps you away from the fellowship. Are you seeing what he does? That's what he does. He gives you unreasonable excuses. He, give, he makes you busy. He gives you his own busyness. You just find yourself, check it. You just find yourself just doing something that doesn't make sense. And that keeps you away from the fellowship of believers. And remember the scripture says that you are the one who will do it. God will not do it for you. So that shows when you see a believer who is backsliding today, he is responsible for it. Does it make sense? Does it make sense now? He is responsible for it. So what is common to the faith is spiritual realities. Spiritual realities. In, um, look at in Galatians 2 verse 9. Galatians 2 verse 9. 
Galatians 2 verse 9. I want us to be quite fast now because my time is running. Galatians 2 verse 9. And when James Kelfas, John, who seems to be Pilas, perceived the grace that was given to me and Barnabas, and the right hand of fellowship that should go unto the eating and the circumcision. Do you see what happened there? They fellowship together. They gathered together. James Kephas, Kephas is Peter. Kephas, John seems to be pillars. They received grace given to him and they extended it to Barnabas with right hand of fellowship. So that shows a believer cannot, you can't be isolated. You need a company of right people. Are you getting what I'm saying? You need a company of right people. Tell, tell your neighbor, say you need a company of right people. Of right people. Look at Philippians 1 verse 9. Philippians 1 verse 9. Philippians 1 verse 5, not 9. Let's look at 5. It says, for your fellowship, can we say communication? When it says fellowship, right? Can we say communication? We say fellowship means what is common, available. And when you are vast in other things, when, when, what is common, what is available, and when you are vast in other things, fellowship is the word koinonia. It means a coming together. So he says, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day to now. Look at Gal Philippians 3 verse 10. Just flip your page. 3 verse 10. It says that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable to his death. Look at Hebrews 13 verse 16. Hebrews 13 verse 16. It says, But do good and to communicate. Forget not, for we sacrifice God is well pleased. It says, Do good, communicate. You also see in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14, we read that earlier. So let's go back to our Philemon 1 verse 9. Let's go back there. Philemon 1 verse, Philemon 1 verse, eh? Philemon 1 verse 6. <laughs> All right, cool. Philemon 1 verse 6. Are we there now? It says that the fellowship, do we now understand fellowship? Koinonia, what is available, what is common, right? That the communication, what is vast, right? Good. So it says that the communication of our faith may become effectual. That word effectual means effective. That is, you are effective. You are not weak. You are not today up. You are not today tomorrow down. No, you are not like that. That is, you are energized. Nothing is lacking in strength. You are energized. Nothing is lacking in strength. And I will tell you this. Learn to rely on the power of God for your Christian work with him. Stop relying on your strength. You've, you've relied on your strength too much. Some of you now, after you leave here, you feel you, have, you are okay. Rely on God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Rely on the power of God. Rely on the power of God. That's why Paul was praying this prayer for himself. Rely on the power of God to keep serving God. Tell your neighbor, say, rely on the power of God to keep serving God. Say one more time, rely on the power of God to keep serving God. Rely on the power of God. Look at somebody and say, rely on the power of God to keep serving God. That's good. Rely on the power of God to keep serving God. So don't rely on your physical strength. Don't rely on, oh, she be I can't pray. But I can't pray. No. Rely on the power of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Rely on the power of God. 
So sometimes we stop praying this prayer for people and stop praying this prayer for ourselves. No, nobody knows your spiritual health like you. Hope you know. We can, everybody knows what they are battling with. All of you now that are seated here, you know how long you prayed the last time. You know whether you've not even prayed. You know, you know when you last you studied the scriptures. You can lie to me now and say, ah, I still did it this morning. But deep down, you know you did not do it. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So nobody knows your spiritual head like you. So that's why I said, rely on the power of God to keep serving God. But you have to keep praying those prayers. We have, I think there's a material there. You should lay your hands on it and you should pray those prayers. The Pauline prayers. We have part one, part two. Keep praying those prayers for yourself. Keep praying those prayers for yourself. Pray for each, pray for yourself, pray for people. You know, you can pray for your friends that they are also strong, you know, that the, your friend's eyes of understanding is enlightened. Right? That is that your friend your friend has spiritual wisdom and understanding. You know, you can pray the Colossians 1 9, Philippians 1, Ephesians 1 9, Ephesians 1 for your friend. You can even pray this Philemon 1 9 for your friend. This Philemon 1 6 for your friend. Sorry. You know, you can do that because our service becomes effective when we have precise knowledge. See, let me tell you, you can't serve God accurately with false doctrine. You can't serve God accurately with false knowledge. You can't serve God accurately with false information. You need the right and specific knowledge to have an effective work with God. Then so say you need the right, need the right. And, effective knowledge and effective knowledge to have a good work with God. That's what you need. So learn to pray those prayers for yourself, right? How many of you will we, we keep praying those prayers for ourselves, right? How many of you agree, right? Oh, good. So we keep praying this prayer for ourselves because we need to understand that the power of prayer is beyond asking for money. It's beyond asking for phone, beyond asking for cars, beyond asking for, oh, Lord, give me. You know, I used to tell people, well, so especially, especially African folks, because we also have people who are not Africans in our local church too. I mean, I always tell people that if you come from another country to here, most of the 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 prayer points you have would change. You know, I remember when I was young, I used to pray, Lord, give me power supply. I know some people can't relate. Uh, oh Lord, I need to watch a match. And you'll just be praying. Because those times are the times your, my mother would just yield to the devil and say, you cannot go out today. No, you can't watch that match. Man you is playing. Maybe man you Chelsea, my, God and devil. Uh, God and the devil is playing. And you don't expect that we don't win. God is going to win. I mean, the devil is Chelsea. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, praise God. So we need to understand those things. So prayer is beyond asking for this. So I tell people, and this is what I say, what if the Lord gives you everything? You have the C-class Mercedes-Benz, you have everything now, debt-free, you have a house, you have a car, are you still going to be praying? That's to let you know that prayer is not that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Prayer is beyond the natural things. Prayer has to be thought from the scriptures. Does it make sense? So that's why there is the Ephesians 1 9 prayer. There is the Ephesians 1 17, 16, 17, 18 prayer. There is the Colossians 1 9 prayer. There is the Philippians 1 verse 9 prayer. There is the Ephesians 3 verse 16 prayers. There is prayers like that. And you can lay your hands on the Pauline materials. We have a material like that and it will, it will bless you. So you need to pray those prayers for yourself. Now, remember, what, what's the topic of our study? You're not saying it like a minute. 
good. Supernatural boldness. We are getting there gradually. Joshua 1 verse 6. Is it making sense to you? Let me see your hand. If it's making sense to you so far, let me see your hand. I'm just trying to build up. Now I'm trying to get to my subject. Joshua 1 verse 6. Joshua 1 verse 6. Hallelujah. Oh, way to go. Joshua 1 verse 6. You there? He says, be strong and of a good courage unto this people. Thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto the fathers to give them. Look at what he now said in verse 7. Only thou be strong and very courageous. That word courage is from the Hebrew word. Now, we are using Hebrew because it's the Old Testament now, right? It's from the Hebrew word amits. A-M-E-T-S. Amit. It means you don't yield. You cannot be bent, unbroken. That's the word courage. Amit. It means you don't yield. You cannot be bent. That is, you are unbroken. You know, it's like saying you can't break through a wall. Does it make sense? That this is unbendable. It's, you, you, you can yield unbroken. The word strong there is from the Hebrew word shazak. C-H-A-Z-A-R-K. Shazak. It means you are firm. You are convinced. You are firm. So every believer has the indwelling of the Spirit, but not every believer is firm. Not every believer is strong. Not every believer has the courage. And that is why I came this evening to teach you this message. Because I want you to be strong. I want you to be courageous. I want you to be supernaturally bold. Say, I can be supernaturally bold. You're not sounding like you mean it. Good. So it means you don't yield. Amid courage there means you don't yield. You can't be bent. You are unbroken. Strong there, Shazak, it means you are firm. So, and now, this is not talking about, remember we said there is the natural and the supernatural. Remember that, right? Now, this is not talking about this unbent, broken, unbroken. It's not talking about the natural. You know, another word for this now in the natural will mean you are very strong-willed. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Have you met people who are strong-willed before? Yeah. Or is there any of you that yeah. strong-willed, yeah? That, that nobody can break through you. Ah, it, that you even used to say that it only if, if only God can change my mind. <laughs> that right okay. So there are some people who are strong-willed, but that's not what he's referring to. He's not referring to a physical trait now. Remember, we said there is a natural and this is supernatural. So now let me let me give you a breakdown. Do you know every one of you here that you are supernatural? How many of you know that? I don't know if you know that. Now, see why? Because you are born again. You are not from this world. You are a spirit being. So, a man who is born again is supernatural. He operates from both realms. That is, you can be here now in the natural. Just like a couple of minutes ago, all of us were praying in tongues. Now, so that shows that we could naturally talk now in English and switch back to a supernatural realm. And speak in an unknown language. That's supernatural. Are you getting what I'm saying? So there is a trait we process supernaturally. And that is what I'm addressing. So I'm not addressing you being strong with you. No. 
Does it make sense? Does it make sense now? No. So I'm not addressing the, 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 the physical trait. I'm addressing the supernatural trait. See, I remember when I was much younger, I used to be very shy, very timid to preach. Very, very timid. I couldn't, I was like a stammerer. I couldn't, I couldn't author my speech accurately. I'm telling you a true life story. I, I, could, I couldn't speak properly. I, I, I would get into the, into the pulpit and I would try to preach and people would make jest of me, right? People would laugh at me. People would say, if I, I remember my father even told me one time, he said, I should not, he said, if, if I ever come out to the pulpit again to preach and disgrace him, he's going to disown me. Are you getting what? Because I was very shy, very timid. Now, but when, it come, when I get to class, now, that's in church, but when I get to class in school, ah, everybody know me. Benson, ah, I can upturn things. I can scatter. I can play. When it comes to ball, I don't know how to play very well, but the little I can play, I can break somebody's head. You know, I'm very bold with those ones. I remember when I was in primary four in elementary school, I told my teacher, you are a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you know that kind of boldness. They beat Shege though, but <laughs> but <laughs> I told my teacher you're a monkey. You know, <laughs> my mother can can still remember that story till tomorrow. He said, ah, "You told your teacher you're a monkey." I said, "Me." I said, "Yeah." <laughs> so I was that bold in the natural. I can confront anything in the natural. Why is that person doing this? Or this? But once it comes to church, once it comes to preaching like this, they say. Hold the mic. I just see me. <laughs> what did you say? But once the service is over, hey! my voice I used to be loud. Oh, how far? Let's go. Ice cream. Hey! But once it comes to spiritual activities, I was so timid. Very shy. Now that's something happening, right? You know, some of you are like that now, right? <laughs> some of you now, if you leave here, if we say, go and preach now, say, ah. Why are you disturbing my life? Oh, bro, Abraham, must it be me every time? Why is that person not around? Why did the person not do it? <laughs> you know, I'm sure some of you are like that. You say, I can't preach. You say, pray in thorns. Just lift your voice. You are whispering to God, you know. <laughs> But after the service is over, when they say, give us the analysis of the World Cup of USA England, you say, ah, from the first minute, you, you, <laughs> are you seeing it now? But if we say, brother, can't hear the sea. Lay hands on that person. You say, ah, bro, bro. <laughs> Something is wrong. Are you seeing that? Something is wrong. And we are working as a ministry in a season of wild. Are you getting what I'm saying? Where we have to be bold. So, look at in Joshua 1.8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mind. I'm sure every one of you know it, right? It says, but, it shall, but thou shalt meditate during day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according as what is written, for daring thou make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good sources. That word meditate there is from the Hebrew word agar, A-G-A-R. It means to speak loud. To speak loud. So when it says be strong and courageous, it deals with your words. It deals with your words. So when he was telling, when the Lord was telling Joshua from verse 6, 
be strong. When, what did we say strong means? Look at your notes. What do we say strong means in the Hebrew? You say shazak, right? What does it mean? You are firm, right? You are convinced, right? What do we say courage means? It means you can what? You don't yield unbroken, right? You don't bend, right? So now, when the Lord told Joshua to do this, to be strong, to be courageous, remember we said a believer must act on the word, right? So how is he going to act? Through his words. That is why Joshua 1 verse 8 says, This book of the law will not depart out of your mouth. If you read in context now, you see what he's saying. Only thou be strong in verse 7. In verse, shall, in verse 7 it says, Only thou be strong, be courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to the law which thou hast given to Moses the commandment and all of those things. In verse 8 he now said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night. Remember, we are studying supernatural boldness. I'm just getting to my message. Supernatural boldness. So that shows how we can be bold is through our words, what we are speaking. So, our boldness is not in being strong-willed. Our boldness is not in naturally being stubborn. Hope you know there are some people who are naturally stubborn. This is saying that anybody who bears ayo is naturally stubborn. How many, how many of you agree? How many of you bear ayo here? You bear ayo? Uh, is it Ayomide or? Aya? You bear my name? Okay, cool. Maybe that's why we click. <laughs> but I don't think you are stubborn. Maybe we don't know. Ah, the old church is laughing. Ah, you are stubborn. Ah, you are stubborn. <laughs> okay, now. So. This is not so. Back to what we are saying, right? So, when it says be strong and courageous, it is in our words. Our boldness is not in strong willed, it's not in being strong willed, it is in having strong words. Now, this has nothing to do with strong will, but you must walk on the word of God on your lips all the time. Walk on the word of God on your lips all the time. See, a believer can be bold by, being, by knowing how to speak the right words. By filling his mouth always with the word of God. Look at Luke 21. Luke 21 verse 12. Luke 21 verse 12. Luke 21 verse 12. Luke 21 verse 12. Look at what it says. I want everybody to, to open their Bibles to this place. It's about to be an interesting read. You understand what I'm saying now in this place very well. It says, but before all this, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into the prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for, thine, for my name's sake. That shows you will go through a lot of oppositions for the gospel. That's what he's saying there. I mean, if you want to go through that for the gospel, no, you guys are not. You guys are very shy. I mean, if you want to go through that for the gospel, let's read it again. But they shall lay hands on you. You know, it's not. It's not ministry now. Lay hands now will be. 
they, I, I'll come up, but if I just, I should just, <laughs> just joking, brother. Is it? Is it? But they should lay, they shall lay hands upon you, persecute you. That is, your name will be around IUPU. I say you are the one disturbing the campus. Everybody's ready to do uh. Uh, They will deliver you up to the synagogue, take you up to the senate body of the school and say, I think we need to, we need to prosecute you. You need to leave the school. <laughs> Everybody's ready adjusting their mind. <laughs> Bring you to the synagogue, into the prison. Now, why are you even feeling this way? It's because you are not, you are not yet bold. And you, before the service ends, you will be bold. Amen. Look at what it now says in verse 13. It says, and it shall fall to you for a testimony. Look at what it says. It says, it shall fall to you for a testimony. Look at what it now says in verse 14. Settle it therefore in your heart, not to meditate before what you shall answer. In verse 15. For I will give you a mouth, and wisdom, and all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Hiyah. The Lord said it will give us a mouth. Remember, and a wisdom. Remember, we, st we studied wisdom. D not quite long. We saw wisdom, revelation, Sophia, right? Intelligence. And this intelligence is not natural, right? It's not natural, right? But it's spiritual. It says it will give you a mouth and a wisdom. It says it shall turn to you for a testimony. That word turn to you means it will come out of you. I'm a bino, a, a in the Greek. It refers to something coming out of you. You see, you see that in John 21 verse 9, Philippians 1 verse 19, Luke 5 verse 2. It says something coming out of you. So something will burst forth out of you. And that says it shall turn to you. We say turn to you there. It means come out of you. It says for a testimony. That word testimony is the word witness. To bear evidence. That is, it now says, settle it in your heart. That means be fixed in your mind. Be fixed in your mind. So when they bring you before people, we should naturally make you shiver. Just like I've not seen some of you before. If I was, if I was, if it was when I was much younger in the faith, then I would shiver. I would not know how to talk. But I've been talking for quite a while now, right? I wouldn't even know how to talk. I would just shake. I would just, ha, ha, all of you just be looking at me like, <laughs> say what you want to say. And all of you will have been laughing at me. I mean, that's how it used to be many years ago for me, right? I would just come to the pulpit and I would like, Hallelujah. <laughs> my, 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 my memory verse is uh, only me. We miss it. You know all those um, children memory verses they used to say to, to come and recite. Only me used to miss my own. <laughs> only me. But other people we get theirs. But after the service, I know it. <laughs> After I leave the puppy like this, I know everything to say again. Hope you see that that's, that's a problem. <laughs> so now, so that means when they bring you before people who should naturally make you shiver, it will come out of you. That is, something will come out of you. Hallelujah. It says it will come out of you for a testimony. 
So something will come out of you. Hallelujah. So that shows we have something which will come out of us. He says, something will come out of you. I'm apabino in the Greek. He says, it shall thorn to you for a testimony. So that means, and what did I say thorn to you will mean? What did I say that would mean? It will come out of you, right? You guys are not following me? Oh God. Alright, let's look at it again. It says, and it shall thorn to you for a testimony. What did we say thorn to you means? It come out of you, right? That is, refers to something coming out of you. We are in Luke 21, verse 12, 13. Luke 21. So, that shows when you stand before people who should naturally make you shiver. Stand before people who should naturally make you feel shy. Make you feel ashamed of the gospel. Something is going to come out. And is that going to be natural? Is that going to be natural? No, you're not responding. Is that going to be natural? It's going to be supernatural, right? Remember, I told you, man is born in two realms. That means, look at Let me even explain it this way. You know, in John 3, the Bible says, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God, right? Right? So that shows, and Nicodemus asked the question, does it mean that we will go back to his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, no. Except he be born of the water and what? The spirit, right? So that shows a man who is born again is born of the spirit. Does that make sense? So that shows, and you also have a natural birth. Does it make sense? So that shows you were born January something, and you were born in the spirit. Does it make sense? Now, so that shows you are operating in two realms. That means you are operating in the natural and in the supernatural. Is it making sense? So that shows in the natural now. You can see me, right? We can talk. We can gist. We can play. We can have natural ambitions like go to school, have a degree, right? Get a car, build a house, do all of those things that natural people do, right? But in the supernatural... You know, we can switch from what we are saying now and start speaking in tongues. It is not, that is why it doesn't make sense to somebody who is not born again. Does it make sense? That's why it doesn't even make sense to your own mind. Because your mind is natural. Does it make sense to you now? Your mind is natural. So that shows you are operating in two realms. So that is supernatural. And we said, to act on God's word is for you. You have to act on God's word yourself. And we now said, in Joshua 1, verse 8, it says, be strong. Verse 6, sorry. Be strong, be courageous. And we said, are you going to do that? Are you going to do that? Are you going to do that? With your words. And now we are looking at Hebrews, Luke 21, verse 12. And it says, when? Before all this, when you stand before people who should naturally make you shiver, when you stand before people who should naturally make you feel timid, right? In declaring the gospel. Now, this is not your, this is not public speaking now. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing the difference now? This is not public speaking class where they say you should come and read a, a poem or read a speech to the class. That's different. That's natural. That is, you have to, you can even drink coffee so that your eyes will be open and you, you, <laughs> you'll be okay. Are you getting what I'm saying? But we are talking about supernaturally. So that shows if you stand before somebody to declare the gospel and you are feeling weak, look at what it says in verse 13. 
and it shall thorn to you. We said thorn to you is from the Greek word apobainu in the Greek. And it refers to something coming out of you. It says it shall thorn to you for a testimony. That what testimony means to bear witness. A evidence. So that means when they bring you before people, who should naturally make you shiver? It will come out of you. Something will come out. Remember we said always rely on the power of God, right? Remember we said that, right? In verse 14, look at what it says in verse 14. Luke 21. Settle it therefore in your heart, not to meditate before what ye shall answer. That is, don't go pre-planned. Don't go, don't go prepared. Don't say, ah, when I get there, this is what I'm going to say. I'm just, when I get to that person, I'm just going to say to the person, do you believe in Jesus? You don't believe in Jesus? Okay, okay. This is what I will say. You know, some of you have your lines. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you not believe in Jesus? All right. Have you believed in the gospel? Jesus died for you, right? Okay, good. Okay, thank you. You don't believe? Thank you. you don't, I don't want to hear. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. I'm going. You know, you quickly go. <laughs> he said, thank God, I shall talk. Reached. You will count the person. One reached. <laughs> or three, six reached. Then the person that now give you audience, he say, you believe in God, right? Okay, sure, right? All right, you shall believe. You shall believe. That's, you did not say anything. You shall believe. Jesus died, right? He was buried, right? You shall you are saved. <laughs> say, too saved. Are you getting what I'm saying? He says, settle it therefore in your heart, not to meditate before what ye shall answer. That answer means before when you make a defense. The word answer there means before you make a defense. He says, settle it in your heart. It's like meditate, prometeo in the Greek. It means to use, that means when you are thinking of something before it happens. You are just thinking, okay, when I talk to this person now, this word is going to, I mean, if you do that thing, when you talk to this person, uh, I'll just say this way, I'll just say, okay, I'll just navigate my way through this and I'll just tell Abraham, reached. How many of you, that's what you do? You don't want to confess. <laughs> I shall know that God is judging you in your heart. <laughs> All right. So, is this used? So, now, it's used to ponder over something before time. And the word answer means before you make a defense. It says, set it in your heart. That word heart there means be fixed on something in your mind. So, now, what Jesus was talking about here is dealing with something supernatural. Something supernatural. Something very supernatural. So that shows our conversations can be supernatural. Say my conversations, my conversations. can be supernatural. No, let's not even say can be. Let's say my conversations, my conversations. is supernatural. supernatural. You're not saying like you mean it. You're not saying like you mean it. Your conversations can be supernatural. Now, look at in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 19. Let's see something that Paul, Paul wrote here. Just put your hand in that look twenty-one. 20, we are coming back there. I just want to show you something there. It says, again, think ye that we excuse ourselves unto you. It says, think ye. He used the word think ye. So that's that word, um, set it in your heart and not meditate. He used the word think ye. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 19. So let's go back to our Luke 21 now. Let's go back to our Luke 21, verse 14. Let's go back to our Luke 21, verse 14. It says, Settle it therefore in your heart, 
not to meditate before ye shall answer. Look at what he now says in verse 15. I will give you a mouth. Look at it. Look at it carefully. It says, I will give you a mouth and what? I will give you a mouth and what? Remember we said wisdom in the Greek means Sophia, right? Supernatural intelligence. Right? So that shows when you are conversing with people, when you are preaching the gospel, you can have supernatural intelligence. Say, I have supernatural intelligence. You're not sounding like you mean it. I have supernatural intelligence. So, he says, I will give you a mouth. A mouth means a speech. Wisdom means insight. You know how to answer their questions. You meet people who are having conflicting thoughts, you can talk to them. You can answer their questions supernaturally. You can talk to them and navigate your way around things supernaturally. So that means when you go on outreach to preach the gospel, you don't have to think, think you don't have to go pre-plan and say, Oh, Jesus loves you, right? Um, do you believe the gospel? Jesus is there for you. Jesus, he will give you a mouth. He will give you a wisdom. So that shows if they even tell you, I'm a idol worshiper. You still know how to navigate. You say, hey, I don't know if you've met people before now, you say, Boy Brown, Boy Brown, I, I don't think I know how to answer this person. I don't know if I've met, I don't know if I've met this like that before. You should. You should. You know, hey, hey, how do I do with this one? You just look around you, hey, Statoni is not here. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? No. He says he will give you a mouth and a wisdom. Say, I have a mouth. You're not sounding like a minute. And a wisdom. Now, is this, now listen now, is this natural mouth and natural wisdom? Is this natural mouth and natural wisdom? Because you already have it right in the natural, right? But he's talking supernaturally. Does it make sense now? So he says, you will give you a mouth and a wisdom. So that means the believer's boldness is in words. So the supernatural response to opposition is in words. You meet people who are opposing you, who are saying different things to you, is in your words. Insight will mean, it's, that means you have insight into which all your adversaries, you, you know how to speak. You know what will be the result. You know how to speak. That is why in Ephesians 6 verse 19, still put your hands in that place, we are going to come there. Look at in Ephesians 6 verse 19. Efficiency. You, how many of you are getting? If you get into this point, let me see your hands. Oh, I'm not confusing anybody. Oh, cool. All right. Look at Ephesians 6, verse 19. Ephesians 6, 19. It says, And as for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel. Are you seeing it? It's, it says that as for me, Utterance will be given to me. Utterance means ability to speak. Will be given to me so that I can open my mouth boldly. So our boldness is in our speech. Our boldness is in our speech. It is not in our might. It is not in our strong efforts. It is not in strong will. It's not in oh, I have public speaking. I can, I have public speaking um, um, orientation. It's not in in my family. We are naturally bold. In not, it is not in my family. We are naturally not a child person. We can talk to anybody. We can confront you. You do anyhow. You collect anyhow. That is not it. We are talking supernaturally. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? We are talking supernaturally. So when you find a believer in strong opposition, instead of praying, they are thinking. Instead of praying, they are, they are trying to calculate things. You want to go on outreach. Instead of praying, you are already thinking, hey, what's going, what's going to happen? What's not going to happen? Oh, this and that. No. When you find a believer about to engage in a supernatural work, he's praying. Because the Lord told us, it, Jesus told us in Luke 21, he says he will give us a mouth and wisdom and insight. So that shows we have confidence. We have confidence. We have confidence. Boldness is the word parousia in the Greek. It means it is called confidence. Confidence to speak plainly without reservation. That's the word bold. You can call that utterance also. Parousia in the Greek. That is ability to speak plainly without reservation. Ability to speak plainly without reservation. That is you can say it openly. You are bold about the gospel. You are bold. I just told you a story about myself. I could, when I was much younger, I, I, I would come to church like this and I would just be looking, just be talking. But after church, oh boy, I can, I, I can turn things upside down. I'm those persons that they will look at and say, ah, ah, this person is double-sided. Ah, ah. When you were in church just now, you were acting like a sheep. But now you're acting like a goat, you know? <laughs> I was that kind of person. That you, you see, but when, when they when they tell you stand up, uh, eh? ah, my memory verse is, but after service, Rabagada, <laughs> you just be wondering, ah, uh -uh, I can't relate, but that's because that's natural, right? What is supposed to imp so you know many of us as believers now, we are still functioning in that realm. Naturally, you are bold. You can walk up to people. Ah, alpha. It's just like when you want to toast a babe. Ah, is alpha. <laughs> I like you. You are the sugar in my something. <laughs> you say what? The oh, I like the I like the English. The cockroach in my cupboard. <laughs> As I saw you, I saw the glooming stars. <laughs> the stars that speak into my heart. You know, as I saw you, I saw the angel descending, ascending, and, and I was wondering, oh, Lord, were you here? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you see those people with pickup lines. They say, ah, there's, there's some things I see on Instagram these days. All these pickup lines, they say, you know, I, I just lost my way. And the, the person say, lost your way? How? Because you're actually my way. <laughs> <laughs> but I got pictures together, you know. You know, you can. Uh, uh, this boy, brother, we need to have a conversation. Do, are you sure that is where your boldness is in? <laughs> anyway, now, so uh, as believers, you know, you can do that. You can be bold in those type of things. But they tell you, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that brother, I'm pretty sure that person is it. Really? You say? <laughs> Are you worrying me? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? You say, eh? So when you get there, you rush it up. 
Hallelujah. You know, you know, they, they say I should come and talk to you. <laughs> you say, you, you say, you, you say, you say you want to preach. You say, that brother, the man, say, <laughs> I should come and ask you that you believe the gospel. <laughs> Have you believed the gospel? Yes, I believe. Uh, yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, one reached. <laughs> you know, when we were younger, I remember when we were much younger, they sent us for outreach. When we were younger, me and my friend Soji, they sent us for outreach. And instead of, us, instead of us to go and preach, they were preaching to us. We sat down, they gave us corn, we were eating. The, the woman told us, ah, you are too young. This other said, it's true, it's true, it's true. She said, sit down, sit down. Let me start with you. She gave us corn, we were eating corn, we were listening to the word. Instead of, <laughs> instead of us, <laughs> the slap they gave us that day again. Oh, boy. They were just giving us slap when we were younger. You can't, oh, boy. So now, back to what I'm saying. You can have confidence in the natural. We're public speaking class, you don't even have to prepare. You say, just let me speak. Let me open my mouth. You know, this toasting line that people do this, this, it comes naturally. Hope you know. They don't prepare it in their mind. They just say, don't worry. And I have some guys, when I was much younger, I won't mention his name because <laughs> I don't want the world to know him. This guy, if you have problem with talking to a girl, what life a lie. I will still be lying. Wallahi Allah also be lying. This guy has an answer for every question. Just you, maybe the guess is, what you mean? He knows the answer to that. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, girls can be complicated. I'm sorry, women, but but I know you guys can be a bit complicated. You say why why WM? You like ah? ah. You, you know me as a guy. I'm me. I grew up very naive. I gave up very nice. I didn't know most things. But this my guy. He was the one that opened my Facebook account for me. <laughs> ah. He told me, he took me to Cyber Cafe. That, that was many years ago. Many that was, that was when Facebook just came out there. I was secondary school. When Facebook came out. He just took me, ah, guy, open this thing. Eh? He said, ah, you can't be sleeping on this. This is what the life, this is what life. Then, you know, you have to use Nokia too to do it. Uh, you have to use Nokia too to do Facebook there. So, we, we use, so, he said, open this thing. So, he knows my passport today because he opened it for me. <laughs> so, once I, once we encounter, once I encounter any problem with texting, he no, ah, 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 ah. You are dulling me too much. Ah, I remember one time. Let me give you, let me tell you one story. I don't know why I've shared this with you. I'm just free with you guys here. Yeah. These are stories that are supposed to be shared in my show. <laughs> I remember one day, we had a bet, right? So we, we said, we, I think this is the first time I've shared this story publicly. So we, we said, so we, we used to, we used to so, so me and my friends, like, we used to carry ourselves, we used to go to the market to take um, public transport home then. So there's this school that used to finish before us. So this school, they are, they are, they are going, this person were going. So, my friend said, I dare you to go and talk to that person. You collect, they give me some money. They say, this is the money. You, go, you just go and talk to that person. What, is, what do you want to go and do? Tell the person that she should, I think she should adjust her clothes. I don't know. I said, what's there? And I've not won it, so. Well, life allows to be like, I've not gotten one person saved. I just walked to the person. I said, the boys are the back. Before I look at the back, <laughs> they've raptured. <laughs> That's the day I knew that. <laughs> My, <laughs> your company, 
people <laughs> people can put you inside fire but they are not really going there <laughs> i just said the boys are the man i just saw that one person said tazi 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 <laughs> one already crossed everybody has already dispatched wallahi ha in the market public place the guest are insulting me Started abusing me. I say sorry. So I say, I say, ah, I say, I'm a Christian. I'm born again. I say, I don't used to do this like this. I say, I say, I say ah, I'm born again. I say, I begged. I say, it. After I was done, wherever the rapture from, they came back. After she finished with me, you know, when they, say if somebody finished with you, that oh, that's way, it's outsiders who were begging the Sorry, sorry. They just forgive him. You too, why did you do that? You know when all those big mothers do, I say, are coming to put their mouth say, why did you do that too? Everybody now came back. It's just become assembly, assembly of the saints. Everybody just came back again. I say, he, bro, ah, you are bold. Oh. Ah. The money I did not collect. <laughs> Insult I received. <laughs> but, you know, people can be naturally bold to those kind of things, right? So I did not say it. <laughs> you know, people can be naturally bold to those kind of things. But when you come to, can you get that person feed? You see? Fee or fee? Ah, I'm, I'm even hungry. Which one is feed? <laughs> no. It says, look at it in Luke 21, verse 15. Are we there? Are you enjoying this? Are you enjoying this? It says, I will give you a word. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. I will give you a word and a wisdom. Which all your adversaries shall not what? Or not what? So that shows you have an ability in your words that people can resist. Hallelujah. That shows that when you talk to people about the gospel of Christ, they can't resist you. Why? He says he will give you a what? A mouth and a wisdom. You know, that day, that guy resisted me. <laughs> By what I said. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he says he will give us a mouth and a wisdom. So we can say it boldly. Parisha means we can say things plainly without mistaking. That means I can say, I cannot be moved. I can say, I am never stranded. And it's going to happen. How about saying that for yourself than saying everything has finished for you? How about speaking positive words and saying, the power of God is working with me. I am never confused. How about saying that than saying, I'm confused all the time. I'm confused. I just don't know what to do. How about saying, I know what to do. I know how to do. I know where to do. God leads me always. He directs my path. He guides my step. I am never confused. I know what to do. He directs my path. He guides me always. I am never stranded. Help comes my way all the time. I am never broke. I about that. Then I say, ah, I don't even have money. Oh, I don't have. I don't have. I about saying I have money. Help comes my way. I am never broke. I know people like that statement. Uh, uh, when it comes to money. I'm rich. Uh, yeah, I'm rich. I'm very... Uh, <laughs> boy, about I preach the gospel. I preach the gospel. You see? You see? see? <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, nothing goes wrong with me. You're not saying like a minute. Say, my health is preserved. I can never fall sick. I about saying that all the time. 
I was saying that all the time. I can never fall sick. Never. You know, you can say that all the time. Boldness is acting. You speak. Remember, the Lord told Joshua, be strong, be courageous, right? Be strong and what? So how is he going to do it? Through his words. And remember he says, this book of the Lord shall not depart, right? Out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. So he must keep something in his mouth. Meditate. I already told you what meditate means. He must keep something in his mouth and he must keep saying it. Look at something in Daniel 3 verse 10. Who is Daniel here? Daniel 3 verse 10. Any Daniel here? Daniel 3 verse 10. Daniel 3 verse 10. Look at something that the Hebrew children said. The, the, the three Hebrew children said. I, I, I love this. I, I, I really, really love this. It says, look at what, they, when they wanted to put them in fire and all of those things, look at what they said. They said, thou, O king, has made a decree that every man shall hear the sound of the flute, con, of the, of the flute sack, um, pastries, the claim, the glimmer, and fall down to the image. Look at it, verse 11. Look at what it says in verse 11. It says, Whosoever falleth down and worshipeth thee, I'm, I'm reading Daniel 3, verse 10. Whosoever falleth down, worshipeth that he should cast it into the midst of the burning fairy furnace. Look at it, verse 12. And there were certain Jews who had set their affairs on the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, these men who have not regarded thee. They serve not thy God and worship the golden image. Look at what happened. Look at something that happened in verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar was enraged. To bring Sergeant Messiah and Nebuchadnezzar, they brought this man before the king. And look at what happened. Look, let's, let's just skip down to verse 16. Look at what, look at what, is, look at what they said. Shedra, Meshad, and Abednego in Daniel 3, verse 16. Look at what they say. They answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, what did they say? He says, We are not careful to answer thee on this matter. Aja. That's boldness. They are seeing fire, burning fire, yet their words were steep, stable. If it was you, what would you have to say? Ah, oh, Egbamil. You'll have been shouting, God help me. Oh Lord help me. You know, you'll have been shouting, you'll have been shouting for help. You'll have been screaming. You'll have been. But look at what they said. We are not careful to answer thee. You know, this is not natural. If it was natural, they would have been scared. Hope you know. This cannot have been natural. By natural standard, you see fire, you are afraid. Now, fire that they have welled up, welled up to the heat that, the, that even the servant that went to well it up has burnt. Hope you know <laughs> that's enough to get you scared. But these people say, we are not careful to answer thee. That's boldness. It says, it will give us a mouth. Hallelujah. Say, I have a mouth. I have a, mouth. I have a, boldness. I have a boldness. You have a boldness, supernatural boldness. Now, this is not natural. So, parousia means to say it plainly. How about waking up in the morning and say, I'm born of God. I am born of the Spirit. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. You see yourself doing certain things that is wrong. You just wake up and say, no. 
I am still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Sin has no dominion over me. How about saying that? That say, ah, oh, everybody is struggling. Human beings are all weak. How about saying, the Lord is my strength. He keeps me from falling. Are you getting what I'm saying? How about saying that all the time? How about saying that all the time? Look at Acts 2 verse 29. As I begin to start rounding up now. Hat 2 verse 29. Hat 2 verse 29. Say supernatural boldness. You're not sounding like you, meaning? Supernatural boldness. Look at Hat 2 verse 29. Now, this was Peter. Who denied Jesus? Who denied Jesus and did all of those things? Something has happened to Peter. He gathered them together and said, Men and brethren, let me freely speak to you. <laughs> That's boldness. That's boldness. That's boldness. In Acts 4, verse 29 to 31, he says, And when they had prayed, in verse 31, the place was shaking. And where they assembled together, they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak the word of God with what? With boldness. At 28, verse 31. At 28, verse 31. At 28, verse 31. So that shows we can be bold. Say, I can be bold. Can be bold. So am, am I talking about natural boldness? No, Supernatural. Preaching the gospel of God. Teaching those things that concern Jesus Christ with all confidence. How about that for you? You are going out to preach and you are preaching with all confidence. No man forbidding him. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 12. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 12. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 12. It says, Seeing then that we have hope and use great plainness of speech. Great plainness of speech. 2 Corinthians 7 verse 4. 7 verse 4. 2 Corinthians 7 verse 4. Great is my boldness of speech. Hiya, I like this. Great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glory of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceedingly joyful in tribulation. Ephesians 3 verse 12. Ephesians 3 verse 12. I'm showing you scriptures to let you know that by the Spirit of God, there is something that is coming upon everyone in this meeting tonight. And that is supernatural boldness. Look at it. It says, in whom we have boldness and access and confidence by the faith in him. Philippians 1 verse 20. Philippians 1 verse 20. It says, According to the earnest expectation and my hope that nothing I shall be ashamed, that I am, that, all, that with all boldness, all boldness. You read it also in Tim, 1 Timothy 3 verse 13. 1 Timothy 3 verse 13. I'm giving you plenty of scriptures so that you can go back for your reference. It says, they all use the, it says, For they that use the office of a deacon well possess of them a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Jesus Christ. Philemon 1 verse 8. Philemon 1 verse 8. It says, Wherefore though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoy thee unto convenience. Hebrews 4 verse 16. Am I, am I too fast? You have to catch up. 
Hebrews 5 verse 16. Let us therefore come. This is for salvation now. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and we may find grace to help thee in time of need. Also, you can see in Hebrews 3, I think it's 3. Let me see. 3 verse. Uh, let me see. I think it's 3 verse 6. It says, But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence, he used the word confidence, and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. So, it is in God's interaction for man to be bold, to speak boldly. Say, I can speak boldly. I can speak boldly. Look at First John 5 verse 14. So, the believer's boldness is in his words. So, how do you use your words? Do you use your words with fear, with doubt? Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you always speaking negative things? Oh, it's not working. It's not working every time. That's why it's not working. Are you getting what I'm saying? How about switching your words? So the believer's boldness in his, is in his words. 1 John 5, verse 14. Let's read it together. I'll wait for you, everybody. 1 John 5, verse 14. One, two, ready, go. I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. We, we want to read this together. Five, 1 John 1 verse 14. Are we there? Are we there? I'll wait for you guys. So we say the believer's boldness is in his words. The words he used. So when you see an opposition, what words are you speaking? When you see an adversary, it is not in your heart you'll be confessing boldness. I'm bold in my heart. I'm bold in my heart. Or you are whispering it in your heart. No. You are talking. The power of God is with me. Angels are surrounding me. Let's say you are in the face of danger. You know that's not when you say it's finished. Ah, oh Lord, unto my hands I commit thy spirit. I'm gone already. How about saying the angels of God preserve me right now? I am supernaturally preserved. Nothing will go wrong with me. How about that? How about when you get into a car and you're about to have an accident? Oh, hey! Just say, I'm supernaturally preserved. The angels of God preserve me. The power of God is working with me. I about saying things like that. Now shouting, hey, that's hey. <laughs> see you on the other world. <laughs> see, let me tell you, a man is a product of his words. What he has said and what he has not said. So if you have not started speaking good things to yourself, you better start. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? So when you're in the face of danger, Instead of shouting, your brake has failed. You press it, press it. You say, ah, hey. Bang, 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 bang. Instead of doing all of those things, just, just start speaking. The power of God is working. Nothing is wrong with me. I'm not going to die. I ain't about saying things like that. The power of God is working. I am supernaturally preserved. Nothing will even happen to this car. I will come out preserved. How about things like that? You will use your word. You know what you are doing at that time? You are channeling God's power to work. Your words give direction to God's power. Does it make sense? Your words give direction to God's power. And this is supernatural. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you rely on God's power. It is supernatural. Now let's read First John 5 verse 14. Are we there now? Are we there? Alright, one, two, ready, go. And this, let's read it out loud. Let's start again. One, two, ready, go. Confidence that we have in him, if he did he say he might hear you, he may hear you, he heareth you. 
Why? There is a supernatural boldness with you. So that shows when you ask for anything, it can be done. Glory to God. It can be done. So, your words are supernaturally enabled. You can say, I dare say to this situation that the power of God is working. I dare say that this issue is fixed. I'll give you a story. Years ago, I used to be a sickler. But now, I, I can't remember when last I first, I mean, I feel feverish is normal because you are human. You feel feverish one or two times. But I used to be a sickler. I could, I lived practically on drugs. I mean, medications. Why I'm using, why I'm using drugs? Because we have wide audience now. So when they say drugs, they are thinking another thing. Uh, so, so I live practically on medications. All through my growing up, it made me feel exams, different things. So I was admitted to an hospital. And I, that was the very first time I saw people die in my very presence. Like people would just shout, hey, I asked the brother beside me because he was experienced. He has been in the hospital longer than me. He said, ah, somebody just died. The way he said it, I felt like, ah. <laughs> so if I go, that's how you just say, ah, he just went too. <laughs> I was on too good that period and I dropped my phone and I screamed loud and clear in the hospital. I remember. And I said, today, marks the end of sickness in my life. And that was it. I, I, I tell this story every time. Nobody prayed for me. Nobody. Things just changed. Since then, this has been many years ago, I can't remember when I had the cause to go to an hospital. By my words. Are you getting what I'm saying? I heard something like this that I taught you then and I had to practicalize it. So instead of saying, I am sick all the time, why not say, I live in good health? My body, is, my body naturally functions well. Instead of saying, oh, I'm just weak, why not say, I'm strengthened? I dare say, my needs are met, my bills are paid, all my debts are cleared. I about saying things like that. Now I say, ah, oh, <laughs> it's not possible. No, it is possible. By the power of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when you meet an atheist, you meet Mormons, instead of thinking impossibility, you say, I will preach and they will listen. Are you about saying that? Are you about saying that? When you meet all those God, the Father, God, the Mother, you say, I will preach and my words will convince them. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when you see a sick, I dare say, be healed. Are you getting what I'm saying? And they have, not, they have no choice but to recover. Glory to God. Glory to God. They have no choice. You can see a deaf ear and say, you hear, hear me now. And that's it. You don't have to shout. Why? You have a voice. You have insight by the Spirit of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when you see someone on wheelchair, you can say, stand up now. Why? You have a voice. And they are going to respond. He says, this is the confidence that when we ask anything in his name, what happens? Yes. What happens? Yes. He hears us. So that shows you will speak supernaturally and touch that person and say, right now in the name of Jesus, stand up. And the person will listen. How you get to what I'm saying? Yes, you know, you can see a madman and say, follow me now. And that's it. And that's it. And the person will become well. 
You can see a mentally retarded person and say, your senses work now. Now follow me. And the person will just obey. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, you can see somebody who is blind and say, what is this? And the person is going to see it. You don't have to shout. Just say, what is this? And the person will say two fingers. And that's all. Are you getting what I'm yes, saying? Sir. That's the power of God. Yes, so you are supernaturally bold. Say I'm supernaturally bold. You know, some of you now are thinking, is it possible? I've done it before. I've seen several sick healed. In our church, we see a lot of sick healed week in, week out. Not just that the pastor doing it, everybody is doing it. The reason why you are thinking it's not possible is because you are not bold. I've seen a lot of sick healed. A lot. I can't count. A lot. Even just via WhatsApp, I just text somebody and I said, that's it. I remember last year, I told somebody, the person said, oh, I have a sister, the person is in the hospital, the person is going through, um, I can't even remember, I don't know the medical condition. It's not one serious one like that. I just said, go and tell the person, Mark 11, 23, whatsoever he has, whatsoever he said to this mountain, he said, and I said, so you will speak now. So speak whatever you want. And that was it. She tested me back after about an hour and said, the person is discharged. That's the power of God. So we are, we are supernaturally bold. So that shows you can come in front of a sick person and in your mind, you know, there's always that tussle in your mind, just as it is happening to some of you right now. There's that tussle in your mind. <laughs> if I go and try it. <laughs> Uh, this one they're telling me to manage mood. Let us be let's be minding our business. No, I don't want to mind my business. Hallelujah. I, I don't like minding my business on that issue. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I do personally I don't like minding my business on that kind of I don't. Once I see them, hey brother, you are a candidate. Do you know you can work now? That's the next question. I don't even start with, do you believe the gospel? No, we start, we continue after you have worked. It is the person that can work properly that can lay the gospel. I just, do you know you can work now? Right? You can work. So give me your crutches and go. That's all. <laughs> you know, your mind will say, hey, Olua, hey, ah, yeah, yeah, hey. No, you are bold. Say I'm bold. You know, say I'm bold. You are bold. See, that's why I told you, you must be that kind of believer who looks good on the natural and also look good spiritually. Yeah. Glory to God. You are, you are polished, you are fine, you are, you, are, you are good, you are set. Well, bro, you can cast out devils, you can pray in thongs, you can heal the sick. How about that? Yeah. And people will see you, they'll say, ah, ah, this guy can gist. Me, my best musician is Olam. If you like, if you don't like it, go to hell. Go, if I perish there now. <laughs> But that doesn't stop me from doing what, what God wants me to do. Glory to God. Glory to God. When it's time for business, we face business squarely. Hallelujah. When it's time to heal the sick, we heal them and we see the results. When it's time to preach, we preach and we get men saved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because we are bold. Say I'm bold. Say I'm bold. Yeah, we are bold. We are bold. We are bold. So you can dare say. So when you find a situation coming to you, say, I dare say. 
the power of God is working. I dare say things are turning around for my good. I dare say there is, I dare say there is a supernatural thorn around on this issue. I dare say, you know, you can say things like that. Your bragging is on God. It's not on a man. Hallelujah. Your bragging is on God. It's not on a man. There's somebody here, your sister is sick right now. Who is the person? Your sister is sick. Somebody in your family is sick right now, this minute that I speak. They are not feeling fine. We're going to, we want to practicalize what I just said. There's somebody here, your, your sister. Is your, I see a woman in your family not okay. Who is the person? I'm not guessing. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing guesswork here. Who is the person? There's, you, it, there's somebody in your family at this very minute that I speak. Is it that you, the sister or your mom or a woman figure in your family is not feeling okay? Who is the person? We want to pray for the person right now. Who is the person? Don't waste my time now. I'm not guessing. I know what I saw. Anybody? I'm not guessing. I can pick you out by the Spirit of God. I'm not, I'm not trying to. I'm not doing guesswork here. Who is the person? Okay, I'm going to pick you up. Don't worry. All right, so, so we dare say, right? We dare say. Hallelujah. Say we dare say. We dare say. We dare say by the power of God. Yeah, we dare say. We dare say. Glory to God. Look at Hebrews 13, verse 5. Hebrews 13, verse 5. Hebrews 13, verse 5. Look at what it says. It says, let your conversations be without covetousness and be content with those things. Look at what it says. Let's read it. Let's read the, the preceding text. For he has said. What, what did he say? Leave you nor forsake you. What did he not say in verse 6? Let's read together verse 6. So that we may boldly say. So that shows he has said something so that we may boldly say. So the scriptures has been given to us so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Hallelujah. I will not fear what man would do to me. So as you preach the gospel, you can say the power of God is in my shadows. And anyone who comes near my shadows, they can be healed. <laughs> we are walking in wide demonstrations of the power of God in the next coming months. And next coming days, and every one of us is going to see it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can just you can just touch you, you can just pray on your side and say, This my shadows, the power of God is conscious on it. And what whoever it touches as I move around will feel that same power. You know, the Bible says, delay the sick so that at least Peter's shadow. You know, they did not say so that Peter's shadow, they say at least. Ah. Ah, Agbara, that's power. So, so at least with that shadow, we heal the sick. So in the midst of dangers, you can say, the angels of God are here, watching over me, preserving me. Hallelujah. You can say that. So instead of you trying to think about it, so when you, when you find yourself not verbalizing God's word, something is wrong. When you find yourself not verbalizing God's word, something is wrong. 
when you find yourself not verbalizing God's word, then something is wrong. Then you find yourself shaking. You find yourself going on outreach, you are shaking. You cannot confront people. You can't liaise on the sea. It means you have not been praying. Hallelujah. It means you have not been praying. Because prayer will give you boldness. Prayer is not an event. You can pray as you go. That's why we have tongues. We are not Muslims who wait for a specific time to pray. Are you getting what I'm saying? We have tongues. We can talk on the go. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2. He that speaketh in our own tongue, speaketh mysteries. He's not communicating to man, but he's talking to God. So as we talk in tongues, which we can do, let's do it now. Lift your voice. Let's talk in tongues. Mundo sefrekeskele brothers. Mundo sefrekeskele brothers. Seskele bragadasha sisa sobara. Rabarata sozefrekes. Hallelujah. Were you talking to me? You were talking to God. You were having a conversation with God. You know you can do that as you are driving. You can do that as you are walking. You can do that as you go. You can do that as you are showering, as you are cooking. You know you can do that. Because prayer is our lifestyle. Prayer is our lifestyle. Jesus prayed to carry out the will of God. How about you? How about going, before going for outreach, you lock yourselves up. 30 minutes, 40 minutes, one hour. You, you guys just agree together in prayers. And you go. You will see more results in your outreaches that way. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will heal more sick that way. You will find yourself functioning boldly that way. At 4. It says, Behold their trending. At 4 verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their trending. And grant unto thy servant boldness that they will preach. It says, And when they prayed, the place was shaking. And they ministered the word with boldness. That was the place. The place shook. So when you have not bold, you have not been praying. When you find yourself not bold, you have not been praying. When you find yourself, you cannot do signs and wonders. How many of you have healed the sick here before? Just a couple of people? Whoa. We have work to do. When you find yourself, you can't heal the sick. You can't do signs and wonders. You are not bold. You've not been praying. Commanding sickness is boldness. Saying, you sickness, leave that body. That's boldness. And they will obey. You see, Mark 16 says, this sign shall follow them that believe. He says, in my name they shall cast out demons. In my name they shall speak with new tongues. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He did not say they shall recover. He says they will recover. Hallelujah. So commanding sickness is boldness. Telling people, drop your cautious. That's boldness. Say, follow me. You ma- that, that person that is mentally retarded, say, follow me now. That's boldness. Say, your eyes is open now. That's boldness. You deaf, yes. I command you to pop open now. That's boldness. Or somebody who is dumb, who cannot talk. You just tell you, I release your speech now. That's boldness. Hallelujah. That's boldness. You see somebody with pains, you touch the person and say, in the name of Jesus, you pain, you go now. And the person, it disappears now. That's boldness. But you know what you do? In the natural, you say, sorry. 
No. <laughs> That's the natural response. The supernatural response is that we, can, we have an answer. Hallelujah. So instead of asking, why are they blind? Why are they deaf? Do you have an answer? Say, I have an answer. I have an answer. A supernatural answer. Say, I have a supernatural answer. A supernatural answer to the gospel. A supernatural answer to men. A supernatural answer to sickness. We have it. That's why we are believers. We have it. Hallelujah. Say we have it. We have it. Oh. We have it. You know, just via people looking at you, the power of God can be transmitted. You know, just via us stepping into a dark place and devils are around. Just because you came, they will, they will not be comfortable. Because we are the answers. And why? We carry this boldness wherever we go. How about talking before you leave your house? As I leave today, wherever I enter, devils will bow. Demons will give way. The, see, light and darkness cannot cohabit. So that shows you that you are light as you step into a place. Even your classroom, even your workplace, there will just be people who are not naturally not comfortable with you. Are you getting what I'm saying? There will be people who are naturally not comfortable. Why? Light and darkness cannot stay. Why would you be a believer? You are living in an unbeliever's house. And the unbeliever is comfortable around you. It's because you have conformed. Second Corinthians 6 verse 14. It says what communication does light has to do with darkness. You have conformed too much. You have played with them too much. See, we can joke. Oh. We can play. We can have fun times. But see, they're serious business. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why would you be a believer? There's a sick person in your house. You can't lay hands. He has given us a... Your hands can... See, I was teaching them something in church and I said, your hands is used naturally for writing, right? Naturally for eating. But see, eh, there is a supernatural way to your hands and it's for healing the sick. He says, you shall lay hands and they will recover. Glory to God. So say, we have the answers. So that shows we have the wisdom to know how to answer atheists. Yes, we yes. have the wisdom to know how to answer Buddhists. Yes, we have the wisdom to know how to answer people of strange yes, doctrines. Yes. And we also have signs and wonders. Yes, yes. Because we are supernaturally bold. Yes. Say we are supernaturally bold. Yes, so that shows when we go to preach, we are not thinking of what to say. Yes, we have something to come out of us. Yes, because we can pray, right? Yes, because we can pray, right? So when we are prayed up, we have utterance. Yes, we have power. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. So don't be scared. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, don't be scared of preaching. Don't be scared of facing people. Once you find yourself that way, something is wrong. You are not acting on your reality. To give you the backstory of what happened to me when I was much younger, when I was much timid, my mother just told me something. It's not as if my mother was one serious Christian then. She just said, ah, This is what I is doing you that every time you're just shy. She just said, Go and pray. And I took it serious. I took it very serious. I knew this is what God has called me to do. 
and I prayed. And I found myself getting bold, healing the sick, casting out devils, preaching the gospel much more. Are you getting what I'm saying? Say, I am bold. Say, I am bold. We are bold. So, and it comes by the Spirit of God. It's not, it's not by strong, being strong read, right? Yeah. It's not by being, knowing how to do it. Knowing, no. It's not by that. It's by the Spirit of God. Say, I, I can do what the Word says I can do. I have what the Word says I have. I can do what the Word says I can do. Let's close here. Are, are you getting blessed? Do you, are, you, are you enjoying this? Yes, sir. All right, let's close here. Look at Matthew 26. Jesus told his disciples, just to tell you something about prayer, they will close here and we'll go. Praise God. So we are bold, right? We are bold. And I, and I speak to, to, to fear. And I seize them right now. By the power of God, every fear and timidity in your heart, in your life, is seized right now. Is seized right now in the name of Jesus. And I speak boldness to you. And I say you are bold. Say I am bold. Say I am bold. Yeah, you are bold. Alright, look at Matthew 26 verse 34. Matthew 26 verse 34. Hallelujah. It says, Verily, verily, look at what Jesus told Peter. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, that this night, before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me thrice. Look at verse of Jesus. Look at what now happened in verse 35. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet I will deny thee. Likewise also said the disciples. Now look at what was happening. Peter was relying on his strength. Jesus told him as a, this night, <laughs> before the cock crows, <laughs> you are going to deny me three times. But look at what the guy said. He said, uh-uh. <laughs> Me, number one guy. <laughs> Are you getting what I say? Me, that Jesus has already said, flesh and blood know not. In Matthew 16. And he says, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gate of hell will not prevail. It's now me that will deny you. Look at what he says. Peter said unto him, though I shall, he said, though I should die with thee, yet I will not deny thee. Can we say Peter was, was acting on his own will now? Right? He was acting on his own flesh. He was acting naturally. Speaking of hey, me. <laughs> Overconfidence. I know that's what happens to some of us. You think because you are confident in the natural. You can do public speaking. You can shake again. You not think you can talk, you can preach the gospel. You know that it's two. I don't even know it's two different things. <laughs> Those things are different too. <laughs> Look at what you now see. In verse 36, then come Jesus unto them, unto a place called Gethsemane. He says, sit here while I go pray yonder. And he took with him that same Peter, the two sons of Zebedee, and was sorrowful and heavy. Look at what he said. He says, my soul is, it is sorrowful. He now says, unto death. He says, starry here, watch with me. He now says, and he, and he went a little further. And he now says, and pray, oh Father, take this cup and all of those things. Then he come to his disciples and finded them asleep and said, on, you, know, he, you know what this writer is doing for us? He single-handedly picked Peter. You know, it's not only Peter now that was there. He single-handedly, because of what Jesus has said, he said, ah, could you not watch with me for one hour? That means, can't you just pray for at least one hour? 
You are the one that just said, <laughs> I will not deny thee. Okay. Look at what Jesus told him in 41. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation, that the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Look at what he now says in verse 42. He went again and all of those things. He came back in verse 43. He found them asleep. <laughs> they, are, they, they were sleepy. Maybe they've done warehouse. <laughs> <You know? laughs> how many of you have done serious, serious? I'm not saying the easiest part of Amazon. No. I mean, the picking and packing of Amazon. How many of you have done it before? You know, when you are done, after your eight hour shift, you will know you are done. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. You are really done. Some of you can't relate because you are doing customer service job. <laughs> but, but I've done it before. My Lord and my God. I remember there's a job I did one time. And the job is just, how much did it? $10. You know, it's those lower jobs that, that you work more. <laughs> After we are finished, every, it is a night job. After we are finished around seven, if you did not leap, if you not do like this, as you are going on, you did not work. You did not work. You went to hide or sleep in the toilet. <laughs> you must sleep like this. As you are going, everybody, this is you Good night, we'll see tomorrow. You know, so as you are coming in, you are going to put your leg in hot water to continue for the next day. <laughs> no, probably not what they did. They were just sleeping. Look at what Jesus told them. In verse 44, he left them and went again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he commented unto his disciples, oh yeah, be sleeping. Sleep on. <laughs> Take your rest. Just do them sleep on. If, if God tell you sleep, <laughs> God told you to pray before. You know what I'm saying? If you sleep, you want to sleep. Sleep. <laughs> he says, sleep on. Build the hour is at hand. You know, look at what happened after. When the hour now came, who was the first person to bring out sword and cut off the ear of somebody? <laughs> Who was the first person to deny Jesus? Why? When he ought to be praying, what was he doing? <laughs> so, when you ought to be praying, you, you rely on your strength, on your own ability. Some of you are saying, Shebi, they've just told me now that I should just be speaking in the face of danger. Okay. Good job. Rich kid. Benefit children. <laughs> Trust fund. <laughs> That's not it too. Go and pray. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So whenever you find yourself fall with first trials, check your prayer life. So does that mean that Peter, do you know that Peter didn't have to deny Jesus if he had prayed? Do you know? He didn't have to. Because God warned him. Jesus warned him. So if Peter had prayed, it would never have happened. So no matter who prays for you, I know some of you are relying on your mother's prayer, on your pastor's prayer. No matter who prays for you, you still have to pray for yourself. It won't carry the effect until you pray for yourself. Because Jesus already told him, Peter, I prayed for you. But despite, did he not stay for? He stayed for you. So when we pray, we are watching. We are vigilant. So the moment test and trial came, he was not bold because he did not pray. So prayer will supply us the right words to speak. Prayer will supply us the right resources.
Prayer will supply us the right answers. So Jesus never told them what to pray about, but they knew to just pray. So don't rely on your inner strength. Are you hearing what I'm saying? As you, even, even with your Christian work, don't rely on Shabbat, it's just fellowship tomorrow, I will come. Don't rely on that. Don't rely on Shabbat, it's just Bible. I'll open my Bible and read. Don't rely on that. Stop relying on your inner strength to do God's work. Stop relying on your inner strength to serve God. That's why you keep falling. Are you getting what I'm saying? Rely on prayer. That's why today you are cold, tomorrow you are hot. Tomorrow you are this, you are fervent, tomorrow you are this. You are relying on your inner strength too much. Rely on the power of God. Tell your neighbor, say rely on the power of God. You're not sounding like you mean it. So when you find yourself, you can't preach. You can't resist the devil. What will you do? What will you do? You pray. So every believer ought to stand his ground with God's word. Look at Colossians 4 now. That's a roundup. Colossians 4, verse 2 to 3. So many things will happen when we don't pray. So refuse to rely on your own wisdom. Are you hearing me? On your own experiences. On your own strength. Rely, on your own mode of thinking. Let your strength be of Hebrews 13, verse 6, where it says, I shall boldly say the Lord is my helper. Look at Hebrews 4. It says, continue in prayer, verse 2. And watch with the same with thanksgiving. Look at verse 3. Without also praying for us, that God will open to us the door of utterance to speak. So, prayer will give us the door of utterance, that we may be able to speak the mysteries of Christ, for which I am also inborn. Look at verse 4. It says, that I make manifest as I ought to speak. So, prayer is to be your watch. You are to be alert. So pray as you go. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't wait for a reason to. Don't pray when you are in trouble. Because if you pray when you are in trouble, you are finished too. Yes. Pray as you go. Just keep praying. Just be talking in tongues. Are you hearing me? Yes. Keep your mouth moving. Does that make sense? Keep your, don't wait till you have a prayer point. Just keep praying. So as you pray, you'll be able to tap into what is your abilities in Christ. Prayer makes you function in the will of God for your life. Prayer makes you function in supernatural boldness. So you will see, instead of saying, so when you find yourself, you are shy. You say, I'm shy. It is your prayer life. You find yourself, instead of preaching, to, instead of preaching and getting people saved, you say, I cannot face them. Are you seeing what's the problem? It's your prayer life. Instead of saying, be healed and you cannot do it. Is your prayer life. Are you seeing it? Instead of walking in wild harvest, wild demonstrations of God's power that the Lord has told us that we are going to walk in. Wild demonstrations, wild realities of the Spirit. Wow. Instead of walking in that reality, you are saying, I cannot do it. It's because of your prayer life. So you keep praying. So temptations and trials will always come. But we have boldness. Say, I have boldness. I have boldness. I have boldness. I have so how, how are we going to respond to God's word now? With our words and our what? Prayer. Let's pray. Let's just pray. Let's respond. Let's be on our feet. Hold somebody beside you as we, as we respond to God's word. Lift your voice. Lift your voice as we respond to God's word. Let's respond. Let's respond. Let's respond. Let's respond. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lift your voice. Mante crossa falamanta, eregede frakiska lido broncha ladas. Lift your voice as we pray. You know what we are doing. Hallelujah. You know what we are doing. 
we are tapping into the abilities of God's spirit with us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, we are tapping into our reality in the spirit. Yes, See, let me tell you. A man born of the spirit does not lack anything. Why, is he, why does he feel like he lacks something? He is not taught and he has not prayed. Does it make sense? So now you have been taught that you have a mouth and a wisdom, right? And you can be able to resist your gainsayers, right? And you have the wisdom to answer everybody, right? And the supernatural boldness does not come from your inner strength. It's supernatural. It's from the spirit, right? So how do you tap into it? By what? By prayer. Prayer will give you the right words to say. Does it make sense? Prayer will give you the right directions to go. Prayer will give you, it will even, when you see the sick, it, you will know the right words to use for the sick. Are you getting what I'm saying? Sometimes you might not be healed. You might just be, look at me. Look at what Peter said in, on the beautiful gate in Act 3. He said, look on us. That was all. Peter, silver and gold we have none. Such as we have in the name of Jesus of Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he lifted him up. That was it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we have supernatural boldness. Say, I have supernatural boldness. You're not sounding like you, meaning. So let's pray in the Holy Ghost as we, as we, as we, as we tap into that. Let's just pray. Let's, let's, let's pray.